welcome to the 25th episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. I've actually missed you a little bit. I've got to really? say, well, I haven't, we haven't seen each other at all with our one week hiatus off the pod. I'm oh, quite we, excited to we, be we, back. We don't socialise outside of this, so, yeah, you know. Not anymore. <laughs> we don't. This is, this is our entire, yeah. yeah this is, right, this is really an exercise in planning our social lives. Like, we don't do this for other people. <laughs> no, I was quite excited to come along oh, and talk some footy. I don't think I've ever heard you Because uh, we didn't even, like, sometimes... Be this we'll, positive about our relationship. Yeah, sometimes we'll message about it during the weekend and stuff. We didn't even do that. I, no. I, I don't know your opinions. Although I, I have heard that you thought it was a crap round of footy, which I disagree it, it with. It was but one game. and no, you just, no, you, no. You just only need to look at the numbers and you'll see that out. Mate, but, no, let, I, let's, we'll get to that. But let's be positive. Just, let's keep the positive momentum going. For the first time in... Probably <laughs> We watched all games of football. Oh yeah, that is positive. We actually we both watched all the games. Yeah, this is going to be a good pod. <laughs> well, do, do people listen to all the football analysis, or do they just listen to, to us to yell at each other? Who knows? Yeah, but uh, no, I've got I've got good vibes. I'm pretty excited about it. So we're not going to have this argument about how good the footy was now. No, no, no. We'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll move on. Okay, so move on to gold jacket, green jacket. Yep. Probably not the best idea to give three two one votes. Considering no, there we, only four we games. could have though. Considered there were three crap tech games, but you know, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you're an idiot. Uh, gold jacket, green jacket. So we're only going to the, the, the title derives from a line of Happy Gilmore, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? And we're just going to give the one vote for the most meaningless game of the round. Do they get one vote or three votes? They just they win. This is the semantics <laughs> that you really win. should have thought of before you introduced this <laughs> no. segment in the finals four. <laughs> they. That they win Gold Jacket Green Jacket of the Week. That's what's important. Uh, incredibly obvious one. Uh, City defeated Essendon by 65 points to those, to those teams we say. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit? Haven't lost my touch on the production, that's for sure. No. Essendon clearly just didn't belong. They were such an underclass. It was, it was funny. <laughs> Team compared to Sydney. I thought they came out all right. The first day they they, they, kicked, they had the perfect start. Yeah, they kicked the first goal with a specky, but also the, the first quarter. I thought their intensity wasn't too bad. So I thought Sydney sort of scrapped a few goals, and Essendon were in the contest. I think it was mm. three goals to one at quarter time, and I thought, oh, they, they, they haven't been blown away here. And then the second quarter started. Yeah, just started getting pushed. I off still the ball. had that feeling though because I don't know. Sydney is such a physically dominant side that you I thought, thought it was they, coming. I thought they had to get a hot start. And really be on to stand any chance. Because, I I don't know why, but in my mind, Essendon's a fairly immature side. They, I think they are the way they play. Yeah, and I just... Which, I don't think the age stuff bears out, but anyway. They, it, it, yeah, it, at least defensively, they feel that it feels like they're, they're immature. They don't really which know. They're, they're not as well drilled Curley as some other teams there, They've there. got Kelly back there, who should be a bit of a marshal. But anyway, I just saw it coming. I was like... Oh, this could get over. Yeah, I, I, and I, then Buddy went bang. Yeah, I thought they reached a point in the second quarter where I was like Essendon going into the game would have thought the way we win this is we just run them off their feet. We've mm-hmm. got to get on the outside, just make it as uncontested as possible, just run and take the game on. And it got to a point where Essendon Sydney had all the momentum, and you think at that point you just have to slow the game down, take the momentum out of it. No. So there was that weird little little situation of do they keep trying to take the game on? And I thought they yeah. really struggled with that. Well, they've been a one-trick pony all year, really. Um, the sides that have beaten them comfortably have completely taken away their game plan. And that'll come in the future, yeah. I presume. Just 
yeah, as we said, they're a fairly immature side, and you'd think they'd develop that sort of thing. It was mostly a, a, a learning year for them, I think. Um, you, you, you'd have to say that, getting all the players back. So, like, it, yeah. it feel, that, that doesn't feel like they were as well-drilled as the best teams are. That's actually something which was... Like, I thought that was a theme all week. All, all of the teams who won their games are some of the best structured, best drilled yeah. teams, best organised teams going around. The only exception to that, I thought... Geelong are generally quite a well-drilled side. And I think and the for the first three quarters, they played the structure they'd gone into play and executed pretty well. Like, they give up after a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to it, but the we way know. they structured up was very deliberate and had the effect they wanted. And so I don't think they were out-coached so much. As See, no, I, I thought, and we'll, we'll get to it, I thought Richmond it was one of the most organised best like 22 man performances i've seen but we will get to that yes on, i was just about to say on said three different yeah. points about that game we should get to it or not on on this game we know how well structured sydney are and we know that essendon have had made major issues with that mm. all year they're, they're, they're exciting when they play well and they're hard to stop at their best but they do have a lot of structural problems and really shown up the other interesting thing which came out of this game was Having come off Thursday and Friday night, where Thursday we were thinking GWS are too big a forward line, Friday night Richmond looks like the small forward line's working. Mm. Ending into watching this game, it was it was the talls that really got on top. It was the bigs. They, they were, Essendon got smashed in the air, and you were starting to think, like it, it does get to a point where you just think it's just what works for you. And it, and even the West Coast game a little bit, I thought the talls. Yeah, if got you've on got the talent to pull it off. It, it's not a bad structure having tall blokes on the ground. Yeah, you need to make sure that the I think it's a lot harder well. to execute a game with talls because they have to be a lot better compared to the rest of the competition than smalls do to be viable than to having three of them. Mm-hmm. But Sydney just are stocked full of it. Their How defenders are good? just so smooth. Like, yeah. And Rampy plays bigger than he is, which helps on the aerial he capacity down there. Yep. But, yeah, Sinclair... <laughs> Where did this come he from? Was, he was so good. He's looking like what Tippett was advertised to be recently. I, I still feel like Tippett could be good if he was in there, but he, he's not going to get you a You don't back. need him at all. No. Reed does his role like perfectly. He's improved a lot. Sinclair is just... His attack on the ball in the air is just no one his size does that. Yeah. like He was a kamikaze with it. Brown and uh, Danaher were the only other forwards that are really his size, and probably Tom Lynch are a lot more using their length. He just and runs through people, yeah. <laughs> and like that mark he took, he just left Hurley in the dust multiple times on sheer effort, not by being too quick for him. And I can't rate his game highly enough on the weekend. Yeah, Hurley struggled a little bit, and I, he cracked the shits a lot. Yeah, it's it's the fact that he's he's meant to be that loose man, so he's mm. meant to be on the sort of easier yeah. forward. Except Sinclair was playing so well, so he was kind of a little bit torn. Sinclair he, he, had, he, had a, he had a struggle of it. Sinclair was just as dangerous as Buddy for most oh, of the game. Absolutely. Buddy was a bit overhyped, I thought. Oh, yeah. Like, it was exciting as hell when he kicked those three goals in a minute or whatever. Mm. But outside of that, he didn't do a lot. And I thought his whole corky thing was a little bit overdone. Everyone gets... Three or four players get a corky every game, which is because it was Buddy. Everyone was... Yeah, look, I was sucked into that deal. narrative. I rate his game quite highly. Um, he even took an overhead mark, I which is incredible. I rate the guy highly. 
His game wasn't anything special. He kicked no, four goals. It's not, nothing special for him. For a lot of players, it's a special game. Yeah, I, I think that I'm hoping there is a point in these final series where he does tear a game apart. Well, he hasn't really done it for quite a while. Not for a while, you're right, actually. We all kind of think he's that big occasion player, which, like, he he can be. He, like, he's kicked seven in a final before. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. He has enough of a track record Mm. there. Um, But, yeah, I didn't think this was that game. No. Yeah, he was good without being great. Yeah. Um, Very Josh Kennedy. Yeah, people have all talked about his buddy lifted Sydney to... It's just not really... Buddy could have not played, and then three other Sydney stars could have not played, and they probably still would have won that game. Sydney yeah. was so dominant as a team. Kennedy was so important early. Yeah. He, 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 he is a big occasion player. Oh, he is like, the definition of one. He just stands up, because his game is un, like uh, unguardable, which is not the right term. It's a very NBA way of phrasing it. But like, <laughs> I know, you know can't, what you're You saying. can't defend against him, because yeah. he does nothing that you can put someone in between him and the ball that he won't get through like he's just so physically dominant around the contest yeah he's, there's he, no point tagging him. his stats in finals are yeah. significantly better than home and away so he's the definition of a big occasion player and he was pretty damn good again he was pretty damn good watch out for those swannies <laughs> they're looking alright yeah I am not gonna take it like I've heard multiple people suggest it's the new Bulldogs fairy tale again, and I've heard it with Richmond as well. No one is the Bulldogs fairy tale of last year. Richmond are closer to it than Sydney. I mean, Sydney Sydney played in the grand final last year. I don't think with the dogs that they hadn't been there. Yeah, and Richmond are a top four side that's not... Yeah, but Richmond have been... They've they've come from a surprising point, and they've got the momentum. I I get that and everything, but it's still not anywhere near the level of the dogs were. This is coming from someone who hates the Bulldogs (laughs) and would do anything to to trash them. It's the greatest premiership ever, mate, and you know it. (laughs) You do know it, it was. It was the greatest premiership like run ever. It was not the premiership best premiership story. ever. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, they, they weren't the best team ever. They, they were a long way from it. They were probably one of the worst. <laughs> but it was exciting. Anyway, let's move on. Richmond defeated Geelong. I found this fairly boring. How? I thought this was so The game so was boring. crap quality for three quarters. And no, it Richmond wasn't. Party. It was not crap quality. Just because there was no Everybody scoring. was fumbling. There was no cleanse. That's The pressure was bigger than I think I've ever seen in a game of footy. That it, was, it was so intense. I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was compelling. For the, those first three quarters, it was every second of it was exciting. I Were was you just there? Like, yes. The, the atmosphere was unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like it. I will remember that game. I remember being there for a very long time. It was I, so well, special. I did not think it was anything out of the ordinary. That, that last quarter, I've never seen a vibe like that at the MCG. It was just a party. Like Everything that happened, they were just standing up going nuts the crowd they were jumping up and down yeah, I was I, in a Richmond members section I get it I was there I've, I've never felt that sort of atmosphere before at a game of footy and I thought it was so special and I'm like been a little bit bitter about Richmond but I was very happy to say that I was able to just enjoy it as a neutral supporter how just looking around and seeing the excitement in every person's face it was awesome no, I didn't do it. Didn't do it for me. <laughs> you, you're just, just a grumpy person. You can't enjoy other people's happiness. It was you just, did it with the dogs last year as it well. It was just fine. I flagged the dogs out for a while. Okay, I was never going to enjoy their happiness. That was not anything to do with me being a generally grumpy person. That was me being a vindictive bastard. It's a completely different thing. <laughs> At, least <laughs> At least you're admitting it. At least you're admitting it. You have you ever heard a crowd noise as loud as Richmond were in that last quarter? 
Yeah, I don't don't think it's that different from the last Richmond final I saw. But when they got when they beaten by you, yeah, no, <laughs> that we was special, man. It was the it was North nuts. final against Essendon. Essendon were incredibly like I'm just. It's not. Doesn't feel no, that much louder. It was special. No, you're a flog. I don't. It was well done to Richmond. I'm not taking anything away from it. It just wasn't a good game of football, and it wasn't a special final. It was a good game of football, and it was bloody exciting. But anyway, can I talk about what I was talking about before we yeah, went to Richmond? The thing we kept okay. uh, flagging. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, so, so I was sitting two rows from the back. So you have a pretty fair view of the the game from a, a bird's eye view, and mm-hmm. I watch a lot of games from the top level at the G. I always enjoy watching it there. It was the it most is better than the bottom floor, which is where I was watching from. Yeah, it, but the, uh, the, the atmosphere is better on the bottom. But it's it's better to watch the game from the top. I'm not even sure. I like to hear the sound rise. I don't know. Okay, whatever. It's, that, that's not the point of this. <laughs> it was the most organised team performance I think I've seen in a very long time. It was the way that they set up defensively. Every time Geelong got possession of it, they looked up. Richmond were just perfectly set up and they had nothing to kick to. I I had a Geelong supporter sitting behind me who was getting so grumpy about the fact that Geelong kept going wide. And I I could not see a situation in which they had any option to do anything other because Richmond was so perfectly set up. And then you combine that with the fact that 22 players for four quarters were putting on the most pressure you will ever see in a game of footy. Yeah, It made it so hard for Geelong. Do you think any of that has to do with the... is found in their midfield, though. I just don't think they have enough players that provide any drive from on the ball or from behind the ball to really attack a well-structured defence. Are we talking about Geelong? Yeah. Yeah, Geelong were... I think Geelong's a very easy side to defend if you're bringing frontal pressure. Perhaps. Perhaps, but... Sorry, a very easy good side to defend, which there is a difference. It's not like you're playing uh, Carlton, who are easy to defend. Yeah, Geelong were... Really poor. That has to be said, but I think so much of it was brought upon them by how good Richmond were as a team. Like Dusty ripped the game to shreds at the start of the last quarter. You can't yeah. deny that. Outside of that, I thought he was reasonably well held for the first half. He didn't dominate the whole game. Yeah, while Guthrie was on him, he was yeah. well held, which I, is a, a sneakily interesting issue about it. I don't know Richmond it got away when Guthrie went down. Yeah, okay. and I think it would have happened anyway. I think but it, 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 it was the floodgates open. There is a nice like little amusing bit of doubt yeah. to use his ammunition. Okay. <laughs> but outside of Dusty, I didn't think anyone really dominated. I just thought it was every single player did the their role. The closest two was probably Vlosten. He was really good. Presti was good. Yeah. Cochin was good in the in the same sort of way of just doing everything he had to do and being hard at him yeah. without absolutely starring. Everyone just did what they needed to do. It was a really special team performance. Yeah, fair. fair. Um, <laughs> on the where I disagreed with you about uh, the coaching mm-hmm. mattering more is I think Geelong executed their defensive game plan exactly the way they wanted it. They made that ground narrow to try and make the uh, skilled stadium, no Simmons Stadium, um, okay. uh, dimensions. They always had the outside of um, the fat side of the ground. They never let they always defended the fat side of the ground your last player was always a Geelong player and Richmond didn't try and push that they cut off Richmond's switch very well Um, they just 
they did what they wanted to do. And that was half the reason it was such a low-scoring game as well. Do you think that that focus on defence gutted them a little bit Absolutely it did. Yeah? They... Yeah, they were just so hell-bent on making the game the way they wanted. And they didn't get enough... They didn't get enough going forward at all, and they, really. Which was, you mean, so you're saying they tried to narrow it, which meant they were also offensively unable to get into space. Yeah, exactly. And Richmond's pressure was, at a, again, a level that you don't see commonly at all. Nuts. Um, what is that pressure factor? Apparently it was higher than the Bulldogs had last year. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. you know, Gary Lyons was talking about it, I think. Okay. But, yeah, Richmond did everything right, and I think Geelong did half the game right and that was why you thought they did it defensively right yeah yeah. Yeah. and until the game was blown open neither side could do what they wanted to do so I don't think they were poorly coached when you do drill into it Geelong had a lot of really really bad performers I mean guys I I thought Stewart was disgustingly bad like whenever he went near the ball and I really like Stewart I think he's alright I think he's alright and I think he's generally it was kind of weird to see because he's generally kind of reliable that's what he's good at and he's also got a little I don't know when I watch him I kind of enjoy it might be just because he's blonde but I kind of think he might do something with the ball a lot of the time when I'm just watching him normally which I don't see from a lot of their players yeah I think he was bad yeah Uh, Murdoch Murdoch was awful which he can be. Well, he was forced to kick on his right foot a couple of times, so. <laughs> yeah, which, which is a problem. Um, and then out of their best place, Selwood clearly wasn't, wasn't ready. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Like, I, although there was no sign of him necessarily struggling, Selwood doesn't play in a tight final like that and no. play like he did. It just doesn't and happen. Without any attention specifically given yeah. to him as well. And also, Dangerfield was terrible. I thought he was actually You're dreadful. overrating how bad he was. He was dreadful. He... he Whenever he, he had plenty of the ball, he stuffed up every time I went near him. And during that patch, when Dusty ripped the game apart, we had Dangerfield. He got the ball three or four times and completely stuffed up every time. Yeah, and it was just that just it just flattened them. He was trying to I do think too his, much. His disposal efficiency was like forty percent, I think. Oh, that is and he, bad. And I think he had like three, four or five out in the fulls. Yeah, that's shocking. But my take on it is, I thought he was trying to do. Too much because no one else he does do that. was offered. And in Geelong's setup, he has to. And he did it at Adelaide, which is a little it, less it, uh, forgivable. But Geelong are so shallow. I don't think it works in finals, him trying to do so much. When there's well, that Geelong's extra heat on him. Would bear that out a bit. And like I, he didn't play well. We, um, we had this discussion last year. He had mm. a bit of the ball in his finals last year. And we thought he butchered it and struggled. I, I don't think he's a big occasion player. I think we all assume he's going to be because he, he wins games off his own boot. But he doesn't do it on the big stage. The only one I can think of was his first game at Geelong on Easter Monday at the G. Yeah. Which he dominated. Outside of that, finals? Not really. I thought he struggled last year. I thought he struggled this year. I don't know. I don't have a great memory of what he did in finals at Adelaide, yeah. which probably says He'll enough. He'll probably have 50 touches and kick six goals on the weekend just to shut me up. But... I, I don't see evidence that he's a big occasion player. No. But I don't think he shies away from it either. I think he just... The game he tries to do too much. Him. Yeah. I don't, I don't... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's a bad finals player. He's just not a good one. I think he's been bad the last two years. I think he's been... I, I thought he was a net negative on the weekend. Yeah, and I guess I'm just thinking because it's not because he's overawed that I don't treat it the same way. But yeah, it's not overawed. My, he tries to do too much. It's a different kind of deer in the headlights it's deer trying to run through the headlights instead yes yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah I'm pretty happy with tries that. to take on the headlights <laughs> um, anyway let's move on 
Oh, we skipped a game. Adelaide GWS. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a little bit rusty. Yeah, really look, rusty. we'll blame it on the week off. It was the second game we were covering. It was the second game on the run sheet. I blame me. My planning wasn't up to scratch. I'll take it on the gym. Going to read out the, the score? Yeah, Adelaide <laughs> won by 36 points. GWS were not good. It was a very, very disappointing game of footy. I, I worked This was the game I was the most interested in by Fairway. I, I think they're the two best teams to watch, and I thought it was just going to be a real spectacle. I'm giving spectacle. up on that with GWS. I don't like the game still. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, look, anyone who has any sense who watched this game would come away saying Adelaide are going to win the Premiership, or potentially Sydney could knock them off in the prelim. That's the only other possibility. But yeah. really, Adelaide are going to win it. But I'm a stubborn man, and I'm going to go down swinging. I'm still going to give Sydney home. enough of a chance, but yeah, anyway. I, that, I'm thinking Adelaide are pretty long. I'd give 66% chance. Sydney, 33? No, no, I'd give them like 70, 75%. I think it's 4% difference. <laughs> 75, <laughs> just to make it more interesting. <laughs> um, the argument I'm going to make for GWS is I thought this was, it's a very simple way of looking at it, but I thought this was the most clear example I've seen of one team playing finals footy and one team not being quite ready for it. The way when GWS had ball in hand, they looked like they expected to have so much more time than they did, and they just panicked. They threw it on the boots, scrappy little lazy going the other way. So and it was just time and away pressure that they put on Adelaide. And then when they did put heat on, Adelaide were they were able to absorb it because they yeah. were expecting the short short amount of time that you're given in a fight. And they were so predictable going forward. It was long to a wide position to Patton or Cameron when he was healthy. It was the same thing every scrappy. single time. It was, they had very, it very little... It was Geelong's game plan from last year. Okay. It, it was kick it to John Patton instead of Tom Hawkins, but get a stoppage inside your 50 if you can't. Hmm. But Adelaide is so good at coming off the back half. It just doesn't work against them. Their back line, Adelaide. Like, we are, I don't think we've quite given them enough credit. I don't think Absolutely anyone really has. Their back line, that, that, that is where... Their that is the, the can, core of their team. Yeah, their back line also concedes more because... When Adelaide scores so much, the other team's got to try and go with them. So, of course, you're going to take more risks yeah. and more risks off the least set up so more. much of it. Yeah, they, they are an offensive weapon and they're defensively as stout as you could ask for. Yeah, they're, 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 they're kind of the perfect sort of modern defence. Yeah. Like they have a couple of those lockdown sort of players. Talia's obviously great at it. Um, Lever's great both ways. Yeah, and then, yeah, you have those intercept players like Lever and then you yeah. have the smalls like a, a Laird and Smith's obviously out now. Yeah. They're but like that. It's, it's exactly what you want in the modern day. They're like that uh, Eagles defense with drive off the halfback, which the Eagles don't have these days. Mm. And it's not surprising given uh, Don Pike was hired from West Coast. Yeah, so I think there's, yeah, okay. the way they set up defensively is very similar. Except he's been able to add. Yeah, so much drive. Laird is unbelievable. They'll miss Smith. That hurts. That that does. I know hurt. it's more. It more hurts as a personal story for Smith, to be honest. I know it hurts the team. He is important to them. I don't no. think it guts the team. No, and but what will happen is, is they'll bring they'll bring Sloan in into the midfield, massive mm-hmm. win, and then they'll just Enormous move Seedsman back and play him as a running yeah, defender. He'll and he'll be role, he'll yeah. be seventy five percent of what. Yeah, that's probably Smith right. Will. So and it's a it, it's and a hit, Sloan it's will bad. be like three hundred percent of what Seedsman was in the middle. <laughs> like overall, they probably still win. Yeah, on that on that game, I look. On, like, on GWS, I can see them now having experienced finals again, being like, oh yeah, that's what it's like. And then you it's definitely... Weird, though, when they came with the 
you would have thought this kind of performance would have been what they did the first time out. And the first time out, they like belted Sydney Destroyed physically. Sydney. Yeah, but that can be just like having that sort of adrenaline. adrenaline yeah. I don't know. It feels like they just forgot about it. I can see them adjusting. And then also, as has been talked at length, the two injuries to Tools, I think, is an absolute blessing in disguise. Bring in two smalls for them. I don't care who it is. And it, just, it can't just, be Stevie. It, it can be Stevie. No, I think be. it will be. I think they, they feel like... He was he was close enough. I feel like they kind of feel like they have to put him in. They, they might feel that, but that's bad selection. He does not do anything to change the way this yeah. any game goes these days. He doesn't have anywhere near enough ability to defend um, in the forward <laughs> line. And they're carrying Deledio, who's like yeah. a marginally better version of that. Either drop Deledio or move him I'd elsewhere. almost be glad to see Ryan Griffin back in that side you know how I felt about Ryan Griffin he, in the he's, not too, he's not too far off he could come in um, what about Devin Smith like, so they need forward pressure from these smalls he doesn't but I think he could yeah <laughs> physically it's not out yeah. of the possibility um, I just try and fire I, he's the one you gamble on because he brings enough offensively and he can bring it defensively whereas the others, they don't have the ability to do both. And then you just try and fire as big a rocket up his ass as you can and get him pumped up and hyped and willing to do Which you stuff. do for the whole team. And yeah. you just try to change the way they are You've playing. got to make them be willing to run through walls, which they just weren't on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. And they were a year ago. And they were against the dogs. They weren't beaten by the dogs for intensity in the prelim. That's true. They were. They were. That was beaten. a very good game of footy. Yeah, they were beaten by swings of momentum. That game goes ten minutes longer, ten minutes less. It yeah. do, doesn't really matter. That game's slightly different. They win. So, how about out Cameron Mumford, Deledio in Stevie, Devin Smith, and Taranta? I'd still play Deledio over Stevie. Okay, I think because they're, while yeah. they're small, Deledio is a better. Hit up play to offer you some options and some flexibility like that. Mm. Stevie is. You're very much of the opinion that Stevie's limited. He doesn't belong in the. I just like anymore. him. I want him. I like him too <laughs> as well, but he just doesn't belong in finals. Mm. Like if there was a seniors league, I'd be excited for Stevie Johnson to play. There's not. It's a young man's yeah. game. It yeah, can't yeah, play. yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. Also, Delito may well be building into fitness still. He's been building for a little while. I know, and he hasn't been good. He hasn't he's been, good been really bad. He's been a liability, really. Um, but yeah, GWS against West Coast. I can see them getting it back together. I can potentially see them smacking West Coast, have a little bit of momentum, hitting Richmond in a prelim. Uh, they Coast? can definitely still make the grand final. I'm going down swinging. Uh, West Coast aren't going to beat GWS. They've got Drew Petrie. West Coast should have lost this Let's week. Let's move on to the Let's game. <laughs> West right. Coast defeated Port by two points. How good was Drew Petrie? That's the main story. I don't care. It's not the point post. It's not Luke Shuey. It's Drew Petrie. Is it me or you that has to apologise It's me more? because I should care about Drew Petrie. Okay, you I, I should have stood by him no matter what. I was disloyal. <laughs> we both laughed at West Coast so much for you. It was a dumb choice. With <laughs> all information considered. <laughs> yeah. All available information, I would not have picked him we up. We were wrong. We were wrong. Was, he's been very good for them for the majority of the year, and he's been he excellent huge. last week. <clears throat> he was huge. I haven't seen him play like that since he was an All-Australian, almost. Like, yeah. <laughs> the he way was, he, was he was moving massive. high up the ground, he was clunking so much, he was influencing... 
defensively as well. He kicked that big goal to did it put him back in front, I think, towards yeah, it the was. end. Yeah, it was. Oh, it looked like. Port got two goals up and Kendall. looked like the no, game was over. Someone kicked one, then Drew kicked another, yeah. and it was just... Yeah, I did not expect them to even the game again. It happened twice. Realistically, Port Adelaide were easily the most deserving team out of this game. I mean, West Coast started well. Port utterly thrashed them yeah. from halfway through the second quarter till till the end of extra time, really. They got to the point they looked like they had the one game one the in regulation quarter, time. The last half of the last quarter was a bit more even, but yeah. You're yeah, right. <laughs> West Coast kicked those those out of nowhere. They looked like they had no chance of scoring. They kicked those two guys themselves back mm. in front. Then I thought just Port just got the momentum back again and then just kept missing again, got a few points and then drew it drew drew it up. Port's inability to kill that game. Staggering. And it is largely Charlie Dixon, who played an incredible game. He was, except he he left was his by a long, long way of positive on the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I they, don't they, like criticizing him. He was so good. They don't well, they do come close, but they don't win that game if he's not playing. No. Like, he's not a net negative in any way. He lifted him. He was the one who turned it around. Well, yeah, momentum was swung by him yeah. going goal for goal with Jack Darley yeah. in the first quarter. Which, did not expect a big finals performance from Jack Darley. Yeah, we've all rooted, written him off after that grand final. He was incredible in the first quarter. He was quiet after that, but he still was crashing packs and... Tackling and doing the stuff. All he their tools were really good. It was Kennedy was the worst until the last. Yeah, he did an important thing at the end, and in, in the end, he played all right. Yeah, in the end, you look at his contribution, but <laughs> Darling was better than him for mo- for the for the game, not the extra time. Darling and Petru were yeah, both better. They, they than were him. better than him for sure. It was unbelievable. And then out of the back line, McGovern was so good. That is about as good a game I've ever seen a defender play, because. Yeah, like, Rance doesn't play better games than that. He plays no, as good, but Ra- McGovern's good, yeah. ceiling is as high as anyone is defensively. They, did you hear the stats about his one-on-one performances this year? No. He's the best in the competition at winning one-on-one yeah. contests out of the defender, which I just did not expect at all, because yeah, that's not how I think That's of him. the one criticism of him, is that yeah, he's a man. Yeah. I keep thinking, oh, why is McGovern in there? He doesn't play on anyone. He probably does get caught out with the third or fourth best forward more often than... A lot of defenders would, so that'd probably not this that. year. Hurley I mean, and Rance today, did the well, exact on the same weekend, thing. He was playing on who's the skinny kid? Oh, Marshall. Marshall, that's funny. Actually, I thought he played. I thought he had a real. Dip. Marshall was I, fine. He just didn't belong in a finals game. He's yeah. three years it away did, from being two stick, years yeah. away. Like, like he, I kind of had a lot of respect for him for what he, he tried to put out there, but he looked a bit out of place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like a eighteen-year-old kid playing against a twenty-something-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> like, McGovern's three times wider than most AFL footballers, but he was like eight times wider than Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, pretty dead on. Pretty dead on. Um, but God, what a finish. Oh, you could not write yeah, a better could, ending. Could not script it. Yeah. Goal after the siren in extra time. We, we were talking about this before. I don't think that script would get uh, picked yeah. up by a film agency because it'd be too preposterous. Yeah, ex- to exactly right. It's ridiculous. Instead of a Mighty Ducks film, you'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen. Come on, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> no, it was, it was nuts. God, it was good to watch. I, oh, I'm i just so happy there was one good game of football. That was there the best two. by a country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was one of the better final, finals games you'll ever see, I reckon. Yeah. And I, I'm pleased Eric McKenzie's moment hasn't been lost. I kind of thought it might be buried a little bit underneath Shuey's goal after the siren. But I'm pleased everyone's talking about it because... God, that was smart. You, you couldn't... There was one thing he could do 
because he didn't have time to pick up the ball and get tackled over the line. That was the only thing he could do. Yeah. Well, he, he, he was on a hiding to nothing. You get through for a point, you lose the game. You get it out of bounds, you ping for deliberate, and you lose the game. But he somehow managed to be so sloppy about it <laughs> that, he did, that he got away with it. it was, some it was people's uh, uncoordination. I don't think that's a word. But some people's inability to be coordinated. Well, lack of coordination. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Is a blessing. And that was definitely one of those times. Ah, he was smart. He was so oh, I, I do definitely put it on the intentional scale of things. I, I think he definitely meant to do yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with you, and for sure. For well, at least he got to the point where he realised he was going to go through the point and then kind of yeah. jumped into the post because he had nothing else to do. But, yeah. God, that was a great Jump moment. slash push. Um, <laughs> for a man who was in the wilderness, I'm glad to see him back as a footballer of note. That guy had won a best and fairest, was their vice-captain. He was a top-line key defender for a few years. And I'm just so happy he's back. I heard a... Will- I heard a uh, Herald Sun commentator say it was the making of him. I don't think she's... Uh, he was made a while ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been a fairly good footballer for a fairly long time. Do you think people start appreciating him now he's had one moment or will it just be like people talk him up this week and then it'll just be like he's back to being that dour defender which which he's very good at doing? I don't think he's good enough anymore to be properly... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Supported in that way. It's not like a Neville Jenner moment. I was fun. just thinking of that because <laughs> I thought I thought it had absolutely gone away, but then he made the All Australian forty, so you know he did no, get some no, actual people, credit. People remembered him. Yeah, for that one moment and nothing else of his career. <laughs> no, no, he's actually remembered for being underrated. That's like the thing about Neville Jenner. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible. He, he's bloody underrated. What a legend. Uh, but anyway, so let's move on to our top five. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about some good football moments, which we haven't had a lot of outside of that game. Uh, and it, we, we think it uh, fits fairly well. We're going to do our top five finals moments. Um, Pretty topical, you'd have to say. Yeah, look, did we rip it straight out of <laughs> AFL.com? Maybe. We did. Are we ashamed of it? No. Um, first it made thing, us do less work. <laughs> to begin, I don't have it in there, but how close is Shuey kicking a goal after the siren in extra time? It's not far off. The only way it could have been more perfect is if he'd taken a mark to get that shot and, like, a contested mark. But does that make it more interesting because it was controversial? Oh, by the way, just quickly, it was definitely a free kick. Yeah, absolutely. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh, I don't know. It's right up there. It, it'd be, it would not be far off. It'd five, make my it? top That's five. Nuts. It would make my top five. Why isn't it in there, then? Because I it ruled it count. out. Yeah. I reckon you should slot it back in then. You could have a top six. Where do you want to put it in? Anyway. I can't, no, I can't devote the brain power to that yet, Scott. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Do you have an honourable mention? No, I don't, actually. I do, because I picked six and had to discard one. So Yeah, that's you know, normal. I'll mention it. Works. I was happy enough with my five. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I only did ones I'd witness, by the way. That was, I think we've got a different criteria. Women to have the same criteria. Yeah, but you know, I've gone you, with some you, classic you, oldies. You did it wrong. Um, <laughs> gee, well, gee, our communication's good on this pod. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I told you I wasn't doing the same thing as you, and you didn't put up too much of a fight. I've um, already done it. <laughs> uh, I Lewis Jetta's run away from Cyril Rioli, and it as was an honourable mention. Yeah, purely oh. because it was Cyril. It was. I, funny, I love man. the fact that it was Cyril. <laughs> if it had been. Or Puapolo, I wouldn't have cared. It was funny because I remember heading into it, people were talking about, oh, we'll see the two speedsters going at it at some point, running mm. past each other, and I just thought, 
that's just not going to happen. It they doesn't play end up two happening in a completely game. Then, different parts of the ground. Yeah, and it just it exactly happened. You're like, oh, this is amazing. That was nice, and it wasn't that good. No, it was a. It was. I felt but that narrow criteria as you have. <laughs> it could sneak in. Uh, I just thought that grand final deserves a mention of What's some sort because final? it was probably the last good grand final we had. What about Malchewski? That was, was the same moment. year. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. That was a better moment. I though. came to that one first. <laughs> Good to see a lot of thoughts been put into it. Anyway, my number five, I've gone with the uh, Barry Breen's point in the 90, 1966 grand final. Fair enough. What were your thoughts at the time? <laughs> well, I've watched it numerous times. I do the uh, grand final marathon every year. I stay up to at least 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah, I've never done that, final. so you're the expert Mate, I, here. I bloody love it. I love it. Um, the best thing about this point is the photo of him holding the cup aloft. Is in a Collingwood jumper. So the only photo of a uh, St. Kilda captain holding the cup aloft is in a Collingwood jumper. In all honesty, watching these games... How much does that say about their football club? <laughs> it perfectly encapsulates their winning spirit. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, watch, watching this game, it's a little bit too old. It does get a little bit boring when you watch it. Um, is but it, is it, such a it was their, their only flag and to be kicked with a scrappy little point with a few seconds left. It's a pretty, pretty special moment. If that happened now, It'd be unbelievable. There'd be, be scenes. So it's a very, very memorable moment. Anyway. Oh, yeah. My fifth. Uh, Port's last quarter in the prelim. It's not a moment. That's a quarter. What was their shot? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, they had one thing for the wing guy did in it on the list that AFL.com put up, and I thought it wasn't... That wasn't what I remembered. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't quite remember that happening, but I remember the last quarter was good. Yeah, no. It, it was, was amazing. It was a quarter. tactical yeah. shift that Hinkley did, where he just he was running wing guard and... There was someone else who was doing it. it. might have been Hartlett or Ebert or something. I think it was just Wingard. But yeah. uh, he was doing two at once and just and the momentum they had. Yeah. And so many teams do it now in bursts. Yeah. And it doesn't have the same effect because people are aware of how to combat it. Yeah. That moment in a final. And they probably should have got up and won that game. Like, that was incredible. They, yeah, I remember that they had a shot to put him in front with about a minute to go. Yeah. I remember my heart was absolutely pounding. I just thought it would be the most exciting thing having Port in the grand final. Mm. And, that and was everyone one might have Hawthorne to lose. So. Yeah, that was one of the best finals I've been at. I, for three quarters, it wasn't that great. The last quarter was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but anyway. This was me enjoying it after being bitter about being beaten by 71 points the night before. <laughs> And you were still able to... Able still, to that's how good the moment yeah. was. Yeah, so. fair enough. Uh, my number four, I've gone with uh, Nick Davis in 2005. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was ridiculous. That was incredible. When you, were, like, when you watch a replay of that game, you still get to a point watching it knowing it's going to happen. You think, this couldn't possibly happen. Like, there is no time left in such a low-scoring game. They, they, like, the fact that they scored that, that many yeah. goals in that short amount of period of time is amazing in itself. But, but that was all by it. Nick Davis, and they were all freakish goals. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. That's higher on my list because, you know, constraints and all. Yeah. I've got Heath Shaw's smother. That is oh, iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's, the it's, grand final wasn't good enough. No, that's fair. But the actual moment... Was great. That, that was the... As far as I'm concerned, that was the ball game. Like yeah, the game was over when that happened. Yeah. That was that was St Kilda were being spanked, and this was like their one. They're like their chin yeah. and was going to lift him in a moment, and then it just and he was going to put it in the top tier, so he wound up and went for the massive yep. kick, and Heath Shaw made him look like an idiot. It was nice. So I, I, anyway, I don't that know no one had hard. done it until since the Scott brothers. Wait, what? Remember when they made him cry? Yeah, oh, it was just a bit of poetry. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, Anyway, my number three, I've gone with another oldie, <laughs> Wayne Harms. 
I think that's it. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's it's such a finals moment that it's just that desperate one percent. I think the best games you can watch are the ones where the little one percenters at the end mean so much. And there's something like that smacking a ball back. Mm. My favourite so part about finals. that is BT's commentated that moment before. As it, it was out of bounds. Oh, it's yeah. What is the story about <laughs> that's it? That, how much does that add to it, though, the controversy about people saying that was out of bounds? Like, it just adds to the moment. Yeah, and not in a shrill, yeah, not in a screaming, way, like actually saying so. <laughs> repetitive way. <laughs> yeah, love that. Uh, yeah, I've got Nick Davis 3. You've got Nick Davis. That okay. was incredible. It was great. Oh, the other little thing on that, Hutto's call. Love it. So I, I, I can see it, it, but I don't believe it. Oh, yeah. No, that yeah. was incredible. I, I, I love that. He's just so excited. I like Hutto. He gets very excited. I, he did incredibly to pull that off, given you guys for Geelong, and like, he's quite a passionate fan. Yeah, if, exactly. If, I was, com- if I was commentating a game, I would have just gone, oh, yeah, <laughs> I am leaving. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, number two, another. <laughs> uh, Jezza. The, Jezza's mark is the most iconic moment in AFL history, really. Yeah, well, it's the most iconic soundbite. At least, yeah. yeah. How, how, how I, important is the commentary adding to these moments? I mean, most of mine are all commentated very well. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It does add but I, I think there's more... The commentary elevates the moment in that instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than others. In fact... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's iconic. It was actually... It was another second quarter or something. Yeah. It was in a, in a great, great grand final in 1970. Yeah. But, like, the moment didn't mean that much in itself, but it's just become such an icon. No, it's, like, people's first words almost. Like, yeah. it's so ingrained in Victorian society. Exactly. It might be different elsewhere in the country, but I, I, you would have done this as a kid. You would have done, Jezelenko, you beauty, oh, as yourself. Take, like, over a couch. In fact, I've got a video of your brother doing it over a couch. I don't think you said Jezelenko, but everyone's <laughs> done that at some point. Uh, so yeah, good. my number two, Leo Barry. Okay, that's my number one. Yeah, that was an unbelievable moment. Talking that, about scripting. Yeah, that's... Shit. That's my favourite <laughs> grand final. I, I could watch that so many times. One of my, my... The bit that makes me chuckle about that, though, is when you look at the photo, um, I think it's Ashley Sampy is, like, flying across the side, having been pushed in the back so blatantly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Juddy was, like, just behind him as well. Yeah, Juddy could have plucked it. It was oh, incredible. It was, it was so good. And again, good commentary. Yeah. Was it Hutto again? Leo um, Barry, no, 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 it was... Um, who was that? Oh, who was he? Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my number one, and this is a personal touch, I accept that. This is not going to be... Do you have to take the piss out universe. of every top five we do? <laughs> have you ever taken one seriously? This, my more good moments. This, I thought long and hard about them. This is seriously the most enjoyment I've ever had at a final. You wouldn't understand. You haven't seen a final... <laughs> Hey, I remember 06. I remember Aaron Davey got dragged after giving away a free kick, came back on, set up the match-winning goal. I'm happy for you, Scott. I remember that well. But I, I didn't put it in because I don't take the piss out I of our I hadn't met segments. you then. That was so long ago. Uh, Eddie, has North done anything interesting in finals? Yes. <laughs> I'm about to tell you, Scott. Frank the Tank. You're an idiot. Iconic. It's not iconic. It was a little bit of a chuckle. It was slightly amusing. He's been so bad the entire game. Wins it in like three seconds. It's just... It was... Is that the grand final where Ben Brown lifted you? The final, yeah. Sorry, the final, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Grand final. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, Um, he he was more the hero. Like, there was a little bit of a chuckle. The fact that they showed that it was Frank the Tank. And it was a bit of a laugh during the week. Who cares about it now? It was not a big moment at all. 
Yeah, but it was my favourite moments, Scott. Uh, that was what we were doing, wasn't you, it? No, best finals moments. You did things you've never seen. <laughs> and I've watched them many At times. At least I got I to experience them. that and a real emotional connection with it. I witnessed that live. I enjoyed it live. I laughed. I cried. I did everything with that moment. Did you cry? Live. Tears of joy. <laughs> did you actually Tears cry? That? Probably not. No, <laughs> that <laughs> moment was incredible as a North supporter. And if you if you find any and ask them, and I, I admit it'll be a tough jo- tough job. Um, <laughs> we got Liam. <laughs> that, that moment was incredible. It was okay. Yeah, for you, for me, it was incredible. And this for is a purely, football purely subjective... Who doesn't take the piss out of our segments. You're just bitter you've never seen a final. Uh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on to Pooch's mailbag. And after I shot... He actually did send some questions. After I uh, shot a rocket up him, he gave he came back with some real questions. I had to put him in his place. He was only talking about grand final tickets, which he <laughs> asked... For before the game was over. Have you ever talk s- about jinxing? Have you ever seen a lid so far off in your life? It I've was, forgotten their lid ever existed. It's so far away. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like uh, I feel I've like I've never experienced something. They like attach it to a rocket and yep. it's on Mars by now. Exactly. That right. thing has gone flying. That moment you were telling me about uh, Kevin Bartlett talking about who should yeah. present the Premiership on the Cup radio, to somebody. He was having a proper discussion with the caller about who should which Richmond player should present the Premiership. Cup. Actually happened. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, it, look, it does mean that they're definitely not going to win the flag now, which is nice. I'm yeah. glad they've done that. It's, to it's very likely they won't win. Surely. They were impressive, though. They were. They were. We, I, I did probably not give them enough credit. They were bloody impressive. They were bloody impressive. Uh, but the first question uh, what's the best fit for Stringer and what's his market value? The best fit is in which club? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know which club. String- Geelong are supposedly getting rid of Motlop and Menzel, who are, are they, very Menzel, talented uh, players. Motlop's slightly different, but Stringer's just Menzel. Like, they're the same person. Yeah, very talented, inconsistent, can't really rely on them to put in their best effort, and then you get rid of one and decide they're going to bring in Stringer's Stringer. a little bit bigger than Menzel, and a lot more dynamic athletically, but still. But he's... They, 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 Clearly, they have an issue with the fact that Motlop's so inconsistent and he's not giving his all. Why he's, would you get Stringer? That's exactly the, what he does. The idea a club would have, presumably, would be to fix him. And because his top-end talent is nearly unparalleled. Yeah. And you'd, you'd be backing yourself in to get him beyond what the dogs got out of him his All-Australian year. You'd be a, a backing him to push higher up the ground. He's probably capable of doing it. He's 23. He's worth a risk. If I if I thought about him coming to Melbourne, my mm. brain is telling me I don't think it's a good idea. But you do get that incredible excitement about the thought of having the package. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I would definitely have to mute every Although yeah. if he played for North, he probably wouldn't get called the package because Brian would be just be like, Oh, that's so rude. Because they don't even put you on TV. <laughs> oh, fuck up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't know. What's a good fit for him, Badger? What do you reckon? Um, yeah, I actually, I'm really struggling to think of a good like the club's rumored to be after him. Uh, Geelong, which, as we discussed, is a bit doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, Essendon, maybe Essendon. Same. Not really. No, I don't really see what he'd give Essendon. Well, it's not Essendon's what forward line's pretty good. At the yeah, line. they've got no need for him as a forward. They'd be wanting to turn him into a midfielder, which. I wouldn't be getting Stringer with the need to, for him to become a midfielder. I, it, like, it's fine to want it to happen. 
but well, you've got to be able to... He should be a, a predominant midfielder. He yeah. goes forward quite a bit. He should be like the split dust he had three years ago, where he yeah. didn't quite have the tank to play as a... Yeah, exactly. That's lead. the sort of role. But it was so dangerous as forward, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, St Kilda have also been rumoured after him, which not surprising because they're not getting Kelly. Uh, and, you know, I expect in no week North will be mentioned because we've got so much money. Because you're trying to get everyone and yeah. everyone's saying no. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That, we, we've got a question about that later, Scott. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's his market value for you? It's an interesting one with with String. I, you'd, he'd be about a first rounder, I think. He'd be around the 10 to 15 mark. I reckon you'd get Oh, I think that's high. You think that's Mark high? Mark Stevens, who is but pretty much... But I reckon much there'll be a lot of teams who want him. Like, I think there'll be a, yeah. bit, of, there'll be a bit of I think demand. you're right. There will be a lot of people going, oh, imagine if we got him good. Exactly. But um, I wouldn't be upset if Melbourne traded 10 for him. Nah, 10 I would be, actually. Yeah. Um, but and I, you've got to give that up for Lever anyway. Exactly. No, no, I'm not saying we'll get him, but like around the mark, like yeah. you say giving up a pick 15... I would say yeah, like, that's about I, I the top we've done, end. We've done pretty well. I'd be willing to give Mark Stevens, who we all know is pretty much just a mouthpiece for the Bulldogs. Um, you know that. I don't notice it at all. <laughs> you talk about this all the time. No, other people notice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't think they'll get more than pick 15. And he says the Bulldogs don't think they'll get more than pick 15. Guys, I, a pick 20 for Stringer. I reckon you think you're doing pretty bloody well. Yeah. He's, so he's a three-time leading goal kicker, but last year was the leading goal kicker with 22 goals. <laughs> so, you that's, know. That's nuts. <laughs> you take that with a grain of salt. It's yeah. like Matthew Wright levels of leading goal kicker. Yeah, um, exactly right. Yeah, I'd give 20 is about right, I think. Yeah, 20, I, I think back, I, I'd give a little. A I'd bit, around the 15. A right. bit back and not much forward for me. Um, next up, with Cameron. Oh, we answered that question. We cut Poochie's lunch. About Cameron and Mumford and going small. Oh, yep. Apologies. Uh, next one: Should there be a rule in free agency that clubs can't contact prospective free agents during part or all of the season, like in other sports? Yeah. There's tampering rules in. Well, get we to be honest, we're trying to copy American sports as much as possible. So by yeah. that logic, we should. They have. Like, what are the American rules? You're not allowed to talk. To, a club's not allowed to talk to a player or their agent until free agency opens. Yeah. And so okay. look, he's obviously talking about sort of the Martin experience because he's a Richmond supporter but it happens all through clubs and I'm very much for what he's talking about I don't think it, I think it's ridiculous that North were able to have like three meetings with Martin yeah it doesn't Why bother me Richmond too player? much I, I, I do think we need to just grow up a little bit and accept it's going to happen like no matter what it's I just, just, just going to happen yeah I just don't I, I don't like it I don't think I think I don't love it I think if we're going to have free agency it should be, there should be some protections for clubs in being having negotiating advantages that other teams don't. Yeah. Because I don't like that. I, I would have liked it if Martin had to come, but I don't like that North and some other club potentially. Five years if North's any good, I'm sure someone would try and do it to North. You'd try just offer more. It's becoming more. Without in- any sort of, with only a loyalty argument to fall back on, I guess. It's becoming more and more accepted. Teams mm. talking to players throughout the year. I mean, remember last year there was that big uproar about Ling Jong, and now like everyone knows that Dusty was talking to North, and no one really cares about it. Um, so I, like, I, I, it, it seems to be going the other way, and I think it will just kind of accept it. Yeah, I've, I've, we've it doesn't bother. We've lost the argument, but I still don't think it's right. Yeah. Um, then the next question, and this one's directed at me. 
How come no one wants to come to play for North Melbourne, even for $1.5 million a year? Now, I've got a point to make here. Plenty of people would love to play for North Melbourne for $1.5 million a year. I'm pretty sure you would love to play for North Melbourne for $1.5 million a year. I don't know, mate. I don't Matt DeBoer definitely would love to play for North for $1.5 million a year. It's just Dustin Martin who doesn't want to play for North for $1.5 million a year. Stringer's been saying, it's, it's not a bad deal. You get a serious pay rise. You get a guaranteed September off every year. It's not too bad. Okay. <laughs> You loved rude. it. You loved it. <laughs> rude. You loved it. No, it's just not too bad a deal. How can you talk about guaranteed September's <laughs> off? <laughs> next year we'll be in. We'll be in for next year. You said that this year. I said we were very likely. I, I tipped us as finishing eighth. I didn't think it was that likely. Next yeah, year we'll definitely make it. You said you were guaranteed it. halfway. How much do you want to put on that we'll we'll make it next? None, year? because you probably will. But still, <laughs> the, we will. That fake pessimism you had going into the last North uh, North uh, Melbourne game. That should be how you approach things realistically because Melbourne are just failures to the We'll, bull, we'll make it bone. next year. You won't because nobody wants to go to you and it's fantastic. I can't wait till Kelly signs. We were five kicks away from being having 11 wins. We're not that far off it, Scotty. You finished fourth last, mate. Doesn't matter. And you, no one wants to come to you, so you're not going to get any better. No, nah, we'll get Daniel Moller. No, that's it. Stephen, Stephen Mollop. I nearly said Shannon, which is the do other. Do you one. want Stephen Mollop? Would you be happy about getting Stephen Mollop? Oh, not in comparison, but I do think Stephen Mollop's um, more harshly criticised than he should be. To be honest, I wouldn't. Not, I wouldn't be particularly happy. No, I wouldn't Stephen either. Mollop. But I think a conversation. He's a little bit of a step had. down on getting both marks. Just and a Kelly. touch. Just a touch. <laughs> now we still got Kelly in the beggar. You're not getting Kelly. It's going to be great. There'll be a party do, on this Where pod. do you think he'll go? There won't be a party. I, 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 I'm hearing left. more of he's going to stay. Yeah. He's left a bloody late, but... Mm. I reckon he'll Every, stay. Yeah. Um, um, do, you, do you actually think he's going to come to North? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's all unravelling stuff. You're still. holding on to too much hope, mate. It's going to be great holding seeing on. your heart break. <laughs> It'll be like that Simpsons clip, and you can see the moment exactly right here. I'll, I'll try to record you <laughs> as you open up your phone. Fair enough. Uh, final question, just a general one. What do you think of the potential wild card round? I hate it. Mm. Like, I, I actually hate it. The only reason which they're bringing that in is... Money. Commercial reasons, yeah. Like, if you're bringing... I don't mind it in so you get the top six, get a week off, Maybe. But I don't know. I just don't see the point. I mean, you've, you've added an extra round, plus giving the other teams two weeks off. Seventh till... Seven till ten, they have absolutely no chance of winning the flag at all. Like, but up there is no point of putting didn't them think in. they did anyway. Like, I, I don't care. But th- this, makes it even, this makes it even more extreme. We've been having these arguments... If they don't get rid of the bye, they've, they've got to do something. Because this weekend... No, they, no, they don't. I don't mind. The only reason I put the on that weekend. That's how you fix it. But it's effectively a top ten. If you finish tenth, you finish below halfway, and you're still making finals. Effectively, they do that in the NBA. I don't like it. I don't think. I don't think you should. And it's just, and it creates such a big drop off on like the fairness scale. Like one to four, you prefer to make. Then five to six, you wouldn't be too upset. It's a little bit below that. And then seven till ten is what is the point? Like there is zero chance of them if they make a prelim from that position, they've done unbelievably well. Yeah, three finals wins in a row. I, I just don't see the point apart from just getting some extra money. 
Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it destroys the integrity of the competition. I really do think it's crap. You don't care with people tampering about, about players, but you care about the integrity of the competition with an extra game or two. No, I'm a realist on the players. You don't even care that much about... You don't even care that much about how bastardised the draw is. I do care about that. I think it's quite important that they change the draw in some way. But this is just adding an extra round just for a little bit of money and it's it's not it's not fair. It's probably it's a lot of money. It's just it's stupid. It's, it's probably it's really money stupid. to get someone to play it. I hate it. Wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? Something it's probably enough money to get someone to play it north. The money's not a, going into your salary. It was cap, quite right? a funny gag, Scott. It's it not great. Off. Yes, it was. It's not your best. You're wrong. Nah, it's crap. The wild card. Hate it. <laughs> that was about the only passion we had all night, so glad, <laughs> glad we ended it on a high note. Uh, thanks for listening. That was a finals edition of the Pubs on Footy podcast. Uh, uh, we'll be back tips, next week. Tips are your big idiot. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> You're not very good, are you? No, I've got work to do, Scott. <laughs> no, I'm not, my mind's not on the game. You're meant to be in charge. Look, you could pull your weight. Mate, why are you even looking up? You know what the games are. Geelong, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. I actually look. Is there, is there going to be any sort of an upset in these two games? I mean, Geelong I reckon it's pretty obvious. No hope. They can't beat Sydney. I reckon Sydney will beat them easy. They, they just can't beat Sydney. They don't. Sydney is a game plan that is their kryptonite, and Sydney's a better team as well, so like, they're screwed. They're yeah, Lyndon. Sydney will win easy. You're giving West Coast a chance against GWSA. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving them a little bit of a chance. I'm I know. I, I, I can see the both of them being very brew. one-sided. It's a bit disappointing after the excitement of last week, which was some great games of footy. I know, but yeah, I'm a bit more... <laughs> There's not a plural there, Scott. Um, I'm a bit more pessimistic <laughs> on GWS. Nah, I'm holding out, mate. I'm going down swinging. I'm going down swinging, mate. I'm not going to give up. What was the other stupid one you had this year? The Bulldogs were good. You've just been terrible. You're just holding on. Sydney won't make fun. But the other one I had was Port Adelaide would finish top six. (laughs) I'm a bit stiff on that one. I couldn't have been any closer. I'm a bit stiff. (sighs) Oh, that's fair. But anyway, we we can leave now. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening, day, night, whatever.